0: Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today's my, my guest is John Pettis of Fiskit. Welcome John. How you doing?
1: Hey Scott, how you doing?
0: Thank you for joining. So maybe you can so this is super timely, especially at the election. We're taping this on I think the 17th. So I really wanted to have you on like immediately as soon as I heard about this this service. Can you explain Fisket?
1: Yes, I can. Uh, in 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> Take it's your like, time. It's we, like got, an, we got
0: the studio space here. You can it's like an important
1: skill to have. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So um, what Fisket is, is a news discussion system that has mechanics that favor facts, logic, and civility in online discussions about the news. Now. Usually, when I tell people that, the first thing they do is laugh in my face because, like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, but we think it can be a thing. So basically, what Fiskit does is it lets you comment on news articles, not at the bottom where everyone just makes a big overgeneralization and is like, oh, this guy's an idiot. And, like, you know, the conversation goes downhill from there. Yeah,
0: because the so, bottom of the comments section is usually, like, where the crazies go, it's, right? Well, yes.
1: Yeah. All the crazies yeah. are there and the trolls. And it's just that. That mechanism of, like, now sum up everything that, you know, was in this, you know, 800-word article that made many nuanced points with an overgeneralization is kind of worthless. So Fiskit is based on an old um, blogging technique from the early 2000s called Fisking, F-I-S-K-I-N-G, important there, (laughs) um... And fisking means going through somebody's article line by line and rebutting it and citing sources. So it's essentially somebody writes a lazy ass blog post and you take their blog post, quote a sentence and crush it with like three paragraphs of like good research. And then you take another sentence and crush it. And take another sentence and crush it. What's the crush it part of that? Is well, it... so it's like you research and you rebut it oh. like, with all the good real facts. Like, you actually didn't think this through, did yeah, you? Yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. And it. Uh, so this was popularized in the early 2000s by a blogger named Andrew Sullivan, who's kind of a, a conservative, later apostate uh, guy um, who kind of – he was all in favor of George W. Bush in 2000 and famously turned on the Republicans after the war. A super smart guy. And the reason I like – Andrew Sullivan is because he's intellectually honest, and he kind of does his work out loud in front of everybody on a blog. And then he was wrong, famously. He was pro-Iraq war and had to turn around and just eat it in front of the whole world. And first of all, that takes moral courage, which is one of the things I'm most interested in, intellectual and moral courage. And so he popularized this um, rhetorical form called fisking, where he would grab somebody's either news article or blog post and just like crush, crush, crush. And so that was like catnip to me. Cause there's nothing I love more than like, yeah, let's get into it. Like, let's see the details, like yeah. show me the evidence. Like, does that hold up? Like, like let's think through the implications here. And now we are now like three or four levels deeper than the thinking that usually happens on the internet. So that was incredibly powerful for me. So what Fiskit is, is essentially just an engine that we've built a website to allow any person in the world to fisk any article online. And what that does is it puts the discussion into structured data. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can not only comment on individual sentences, but you can also tag them for whether they're true or false, have specific logical fallacies like a straw man argument, have other issues like bias wording or unsupported, both very common online. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, we added the ability to say something nice about it. So uh, well-researched or insightful.
0: And it's all inline, right? It's all as you're re- as the reader is reading it. That's exactly. what I think is so cool. Because exactly. you're, like, you're thinking through whatever you're reading. And then you have a second voice that's either affirming that on a, on a fact-based approach Right there. Right, right there. You, or you just know it's BS right there.
1: Exactly. and But what it does is it focuses down the discussion to that particular sentence or point. And a, a sentence has a particular subject, verb, object. Yeah. So, okay, instead of getting to the bottom and then just being, this guy's an idiot or he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, on the claim that X, well, let's talk about yeah. whether or not that's true. Because what you find is if you go through this process, honestly... Even bad articles make some valid and good points. Yeah. And so, again, going back to the fact that the, the real innovation that we have is putting human discussion and cognition, thought, into structured data, which we can then run through our Java processing layer, run a whole bunch of statistical analytics on it, and we use that data to fact-check all online news wow. in real time.
0: Wow, really cool. So everyone can probably, you know, the election coming up in three weeks, like that's... What is so powerful? So, talk about that statistical like firepower you're doing. Because I, when I was looking at the site, I could. It was very clear to me like the kind of rebuttals or validation in line. But talk about like where the statistics come in and how that plays. So the way it works is essentially at every on every individual sentence, um,
1: the system looks to see if a bunch of people have commented or tagged that individual sentence, and when enough people have. essentially kind of if you remember your high school statistics it checks to see you know on the bell curve it checks to see if so many people have dropped the exact same tag on the exact same sentence that like this is weird this is statistically significant exactly so we're looking for statistical significance versus our expectations of the rate at which tags happen now what's important is that so I originally wrote this using my kind of high school level statistics, and my best friend from Stanford l- went on to go get a math PhD. He said, "Hey, let me help you out with that."
0: <laughs> That's like, yeah, really cool. helpful.
1: And then he sends me, you know, three or four days later, five-page white paper that I literally cannot read. And he's like, "You should use this; it's better." Uh, I was like, "Okay, man. So trust me. I, yeah. I, I trust you." And and it is. So what he did is he converted over to what's called Bayesian statistics, which allows us to adjust our prior assumptions about the frequency that. You know, you see straw man arguments versus unsupported. And what that basically means is that we can actually make confident assertions that this is a valid tag with only like six people. Oh, you don't wow. need 20 people. Wow. So the, it cuts the numbers down uh, much smaller. Now, you still need a critical mass. And that's one of the features of this system that we are working through from a business perspective uh, and from a strategy perspective is you got to bring critical mass to the same article yeah. and before the analytics kick in yeah. it still works really well as a way to kind of you know beat up on an article and then you share it out to your friends on Facebook and Twitter but the real promise is down the road when we're able to get critical mass on a bunch of articles or eventually every article we hope and then you've got essentially like a wikipedia page Statistically validated, showing you what are the good and bad things in every thing. article I, online.
0: I was actually thinking like visualizing Wikipedia because Wikipedia has like the little source links at mm-hmm. the end of a lot of sentences or things like that. And that's it's, exactly how I was thinking about it. The important
1: distinction, though, is that Wikipedia is organized by a kind of strange social yeah. hierarchy of people. You can, you can explain that, yeah. authority. And so... Uh, Wikipedia has these groups of super users that have this kind of tiered hierarchy, and most people don't know about it. They think it's just, well, anybody can make edits. But it goes through, actually, this very big approval process. Fiskit is is different in that uh, no person is in charge of the results that appear on our Insight page, which is where we show the statistically valid tags. Fisket is based on a mathematical principle called the wisdom of crowds, Mm. which a lot of people are like, whatever, crowds are dumb. But this is a mathematical thing that essentially shows that, let's get a little nerdy. Tell me if we need to dial back the nerdiness. We have a very
0: smart audience. All right.
1: Um, So essentially the the variance on any one person's guess or estimation or evaluation of something is extremely high. Um, But when you put a 1,000 of those people's, wild ass guesses together and you graph them, it usually will come out into a nice bell curve and the tippy top of that bell curve, it will tell you something you didn't know before. So we use that mathematical principle in order to to ascertain judgments, even though people come in with all their crazy biases and ignorance and all that stuff. One of the foundational principles of Fisket is we don't pretend people are better or smarter than they really are. And you can take that to mean exactly what it means. We are trying to use math and design, so design is a really big part of what we do, in order to intake humans the way they are, regular people with all their, all their biases, and then put them through a design process in order to promote the outcome that we want, which is not a, not a certain political outcome, but it's a discussion that is productive that is more likely to favor facts, logic,
0: yeah. and civility. Yeah. That's amazing. It's hard, guys, man. Yeah, very hard. But you, but you're right. And and when the mics were off, we were talking about Ben's friends, the community that I've run for nine years for people with rare diseases. And even though it's like a very kind of um, it's, it's for man, men and women's health, you know, and it's, it, a lot of that should not be very controversial. A lot of times they have big controversies popping up and people arguing or someone <laughs> maybe one out of 100 kind of person are pushing something that's like totally factually incorrect yeah. right according to doctors we have a lot it's of doctors only one
1: out of 100 you guys are doing really well yeah it's probably
0: more <laughs> yeah but we also have doctors on the site who can debunk stuff but we don't have this tool to be able but it, so that's i can see how valuable it is it's amazing right and it, and it and it takes something people i feel like society is also getting better at understanding statistics and maybe it's like Moneyball and some mm-hmm. of these other kinds of things but, like, people understand that now. And yeah. if you can put that – I think with the genius, what you guys are doing is putting it right next to the content is is really powerful. Yeah,
1: and so, so the statistics piece is all on the back end. It's never seen, right? Yeah. Because most people are like, what I don't want to deal with the <laughs> – I just want to do my thing. And so so the design – it's the fusion of the design and the statistics on the back end. Um, our, so what we tell people, Fisket is about, is turning discourse into data – So we can do something Mm -hmm. and really each one of those three components is really important because there are a lot of different tools and ways you can go on the internet and shout into the void of the internet, right? You know, in the internet, no one can hear you scream. Like if you're the 898th comment on a Washington Post article, like who cares? Like it doesn't do anything. Nobody sees it. It has no effect on the world. On Fisket, even if you have no friends to send your opinion to, which one would hope, you, you know, you've you got a mom or something, um, still you can go on the site and register your protest against whoever and your data will go in. It's equally valid to everyone else and it will help shape that eventual automated fact check yeah. that comes out of the site. Now, so before I get too much on the fact checking though, I do wanna emphasize, you know it's not a fact checking tool, it's a discussion tool and this is really important to us. So, Along the lines of discourse into data so we can do something, if you thought the automated fact-checking of all online news was cool, the next thing we're going to do is actually even cooler. And that is – so the site does not currently allow you to comment on other people's comments because that's where kind of the internet spins out of control, right? The
0: derivative comment, yeah. Well, it's
1: just – that's where all the trolling happens and the harassment. And it's really an awful, awful situation right now for women and minorities online. Um, It's – it's really terrible. The scale of abuse that they have to take, it, it deters them from participating d- in online discussions.
0: I love Twitter, but even Twitter's abuse problem is like getting too much from me. Oh, it's it's, it's like, been too
1: much for a yeah, long time, yeah. and, and they just have not figured out how to handle it. So we are currently designing the system to allow Fiskit to, to allow people to comment on each other's comments, but we're not just because we're Fiskit, we're not just going to let them comment on a Fisk. We're going to let them Fisk each other's fisks. So we're going to give them the same tools to go into each other and sense by sense, break down each other's arguments, tag them up. That's awesome. But we're going to add three new tags, personal attack, profanity, and off topic. Wow,
0: off-topic. that's now cool. Now what you
1: have is a peer-reviewed discussion in structured data. And like I said, we're turning discourse into data so we can do something. Yeah. So, at the top of the entire discussion, we're going to put a little slider bar that goes from zero to five called a troll filter. And it starts yeah. at zero. This you is go cool. from zero to one, and like the 30% trolliest comments just disappear. I never even have to see them. And then you go one to two, and then the next 30% trolliest wow. stuff disappears. So now you have a system where there's total freedom of speech, but the corollary is I'm not going to make other people read your bullshit. Yeah. So. Now people can tune their own love because some people like reading the comments. I don't understand that, but they kind of like the mud yeah, fight yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, more power to you. Yeah. But what there isn't available to people is a place where they can go and have a discussion about something contentious, religion, Middle East, you know, you name it, that doesn't devolve into the Hitler and the racist stuff and then become a waste of everybody's time. And this will allow us
0: to give that to people. So the ability to comment on other people's comments, but also basically it's, I think the tagging part of that is really powerful. Like, Hey, this isn't even applicable to the discussion or this is a personal, the personal attack one is really powerful. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing. When is first of all, when's this going to be out?
1: Well, that piece, it depends on our fundraising uh, progress. So we've built literally everything that you can see on com right now on essentially no money for three years. And this is kind of one of the things about us is we've been completely bootstrapped off the the vaporous memory of my life savings from my last uh, <laughs> tour in the army um so and you know so we've been going really slow uh which a lot of startups are like oh my god slow is is death but most people don't think what we're working on is a solvable problem they just they're like oh not a good place to have a public discussion on the internet like of course that's yeah. people are awful yeah. that will never but be but the benefits solved. society
0: of figuring this out is humongous the yeah. benefits to a twitter or a reddit yeah. is humongous because actually when you're discussing that I did a reddit AMA like a month ago and like talking about startup accounting and things the startup sh- or startups should do entrepreneurs should do, and I, it didn't get like super personal but I had people telling me I didn't know what I was talking about and mm-hmm. believe me I know what I'm talking about yeah. like I you know Some someone who's in like you know somewhere who doesn't deal with startups telling me I'm wrong is is you know like this kind of stuff is really really valuable to these massive internet communities.
1: So a big part of what we do, as I said, is so some of it is technical design, uh, or some of it is technical coding, uh, debugging. Uh, A lot of it is design, and also a lot of it is research. So unlike a lot of shops, I spend a lot of time reading like cognitive psychology white papers and stuff, because what we are doing is incorporating every usable aspect of social sciences and user experience design in order to shape people towards a more productive discussion. I'll give you an example. At UT Austin, they have a group called the Engaging News Project, and they research uh, how to actually get citizens to engage with the information that's out there. And they wrote a white paper that said, um, you know, the like button that is so common on the internet is not actually the best design because like implies agreement. And so people kind of go to their camps and everyone who likes it or they were already on your side. They said if you have a respect button, you actually get more interchange between yeah. the different partisan cool. tribes because everyone knows you can respect someone even though you disagree yeah. with their arguments. So I respect it, your opinion. Exactly. Yeah. And, and oh, you put in like five links and like put some real effort in it. Like, I'm going to give you credit. Like I don't ultimately come around. To, to being convinced, but like this person is at least you know discussing in good faith yeah. and that is incredibly valuable just starting to to come across the aisle and, and and talk to other kind of tribes is an incredibly important barrier to start to break yeah so that's why Fisket has a respect button that's amazing
0: oh so you guys do have the respect yeah Husk
1: we're Husk the sure. first ones to implement it
0: so back on the fundraising so you you basically are like a social enterprise that have you've built this Through volunteer, through your life savings. That's really amazing. I'm having echoes of Ben's friends, and we were talking, again, before the mics went off. It's like it's really refreshing to meet someone who's built this and trying to help the world. It's really cool. So,
1: yeah, we we consider ourselves a social venture um, very much. I mean, we very much believe in the for-profit model, and uh, I uh, I very much believe in trying to get my team paid. One of the, as I said, one of the biggest disadvantages is we're just going so slow. We have all this really important uh, innovation that we're doing. But when you've got, you know, 10 to 15 hours of somebody's time a week and, you know, our team works super hard. They work yeah. every Saturday yeah. of every week trying to build something that we think is important. And that's, yeah. that's why we're doing it. I kind of like it. Um, I'm kind of a, a highly kind of ethically more motivated person uh-huh. from the get-go. So what it does is when I'm doing recruiting, it kind of handles that. Yeah, um, it's, it's like, hey, we don't have any money to pay. you. We're going to yeah. give you full-time equity um, for part-time work. But not everyone can do that. Yeah. And the people who can do it and want to do it are the right people. So yeah. our, our team is just
0: fantastic. Have you looked there. into any of the crowdfunding stuff? Like Ben's Friends actually does a <sighs> like crowdfunding every year. And we raise... Thirty to forty thousand dollars, which which isn't a huge amount of money, but it's enough to kind of keep the lights on so, and keep us going. So I should tell
1: you, I so I um uh, I started Fiskit when I ran out of money after I closed my last company. Mm. So by the way, I have an MBA. If any of you at home are thinking about it, that's not the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> so I can tell you, I, I'm trained. You're not supposed to start a company when you have no money. So what I did was we started with an Indiegogo campaign. Oh we raised yeah, that's 20, what is. Twenty three thousand bucks three years ago. Uh, and I made a funny video. I, I conned a friend of mine into kind of fronting me the work. And then we paid him on the back yeah. end. And uh, it was great. It was a really, really great experience. We have this kind of funny video. but yeah, You it was, should
0: run that like now because it's so applicable. You know, it's, it just feels like...
1: But crowdfunding, you know how much time it takes. It does take a ton it's of time. a yeah. ton of yeah. time. It is not like put up a website, get yeah. free money. No, I know. you got to promote it. you got to be out there. I mean, this would be a good time, but like we've been lights out just trying to build stuff call yeah. people
0: uh and get in front of people yeah. so so the so you're currently you're gonna go out and start fundraising like angel money right yep. now yeah exactly. that's exciting and so when is the new kind of commenting on the comments come out that sounds awesome
1: uh you know so if we get funded uh if we get funded in kind of the um, you know, october november December timeframe, then I think it would take us what's well, hard because my pacing is my kind of project pacing is all at the part time rate. But I would, I would guess probably four ish months because uh, this is something uh, you know, it's actually on the back end. The coding part is actually not as hard as the front end creating a design where people aren't just lost, they're yeah. diving in yeah, and yeah, in yeah, into yeah, nested yeah. pieces of like third sentence, then the fourth sentence of that comment, yeah. and then the third sentence of that. Um, so we are, we are going places that nobody has gone. And so luckily we've got a great design team. We just brought on a new, uh, young, smart design guy. But we are, we are starting, we're doing stuff to It is people. hard. It's so There's different. No concept yeah. Of yeah. Like, it, it also kind of violates your norms. Like when you're reading a news article, and like I get to the bottom and then I either, I usually ignore the comments yeah. or I check them. So this idea of like in the, stopping in the middle of the article and going deep and literally drilling down on one point yeah. in an article is is new and so we have to think how can we make that easy for users? And that's you know the hard thing because even if our entire system was completely frictionless, at the end of the day we're asking people to do the one thing you're not supposed to ask people to do, which is don't make me think.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, end of the yeah. day, we're
1: still asking you to use your critical thinking and judgment. Um, and that's so. It's, but I
0: think that's the that's the opportunity. It's yeah. it's a really cool. So so you mentioned you read all these like cognitive papers, white papers. Like when you look at the election right now through the the Fisket filter, like what do you? What do you see the candidates doing well and doing incorrectly? Like, how do you... You must have, like, some thoughts on the actual election and discourse in the election. Yeah, so
1: I came to this because I was kind of pissed off about the 2012 election. Yeah. And, you know, if we could go back and get that election back and do that <laughs> We'd one over probably again. all take that. We'd be like, thank you. I feel much better about this now. Like, I don't know why I was so pissed off in 2012. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think... I th- I think we will all look back, and I hope we will all look back and say, this was the historical low point for our democracy, and we're living through it in real time. In terms of the level of discourse, the level of behavior that we've seen, I truly hope this is the low. There are not a lot of things we can do to go lower without starting to destroy some of the fundamental pillars of our democracy. And we're seeing some of that um, right now, which is, you know, these are perilous times. We all kind of grew up in the United States, which was, you know, somewhat idyllic. We were always the good guys. And, you know, we are the longest running constitutional democracy. And as we've gone through our lives, I'm 38 now, we've seen some of these things fall away that we never, we thought that was done. Like, we, we got that figured out. but. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in the army for ten years, and uh, I worked in Army intelligence. And in two thousand four, five, um, we discovered that the United States military had institutionalized a torture program. Like, are you kidding me? I know. Like, are we? Are we Vietnam? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's not supposed to be able to happen here. Yeah. Um, so, and I think we've seen more and more of these things, kind of fundamental pillars of. Uh, social democratic society kind of fall away. And, um, you know, one of the side casualties of the kind of overly dramatic, and I I hope this doesn't sound melodramatic, but I think we are truly in a a once-in-a-lifetime election in this particular cycle. One of the side casualties of that is regular nuanced policy debate that you would normally have to say, what should tax rates be? What should our policies be on... War and peace, and we're not having that because we're trying to decide whether or not you should jail your political opponents after you get into power. Like yeah. this is Myanmar.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because like I read a, again reading stuff on the internet about like the the debates, and it's like there's no policy discussions whatsoever. Almost, you none. know, it's just yeah. like personal attack, you know, both ways. And wow, yeah. I have faith. I actually – my, I think tools like what you're building are actually super important because I feel like we're in this zone where culturally we don't understand how to deal with the trolling and the bad comments and social media. And we just need some fixed – like in a, in a weird way, capitalism will actually take care of that. And people like you will be rewarded for building amazing tools that help save us. And like I would totally read Reddit. Or Twitter with the no assholes yep. filter on. That's yep. like what I want. I don't. Yeah. I don't need That's, to. I'm not going there to get like an adrenaline boost of someone calling me an asshole or yeah, something like that. Let me
1: know? let me make an embarrassing disclosure. I'm not actually building this for you guys. <laughs> I'm building this for me. <laughs> uh, I'm not the guy who should be doing this. Uh, I'm my background is um, leverage buyout and military intelligence. Like it's not journalism and it's not technology. Yeah. I, I can't code. I'm just. Nobody was building the thing that I yeah. need. And I don't think I'm unique in this. Um, now, I have to acknowledge I'm not normal. Like I am a way overeducated coastal yeah. uh, guy. But there are still lots of people out there who have, feel this same pain point of, man, why? I mean, it's, it's in some ways a violation of the promise of the internet, right? the internet was supposed to allow us to talk to many disparate people from all over and benefit from their yeah. thoughts and wisdom. But then it turned out, no, they're just going to call each other Hitler and racist terms. And then it's something I can't spend time on. So we, we need this other layer. We need a, where there's a missing component to the technology to benefit from pulling all these disparate voices and opinions together, but then make it usable. Yeah. And that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Um, you know what just occurred to me also is, you know who... Uh, Naval from AngelList has been writing some very thoughtful blog posts on like American Spring, American Fall. He, he and I tweeted each other at 3 a.m. I um, was going to say, line. you should just get on AngelList <laughs> and close $200,000 and get Naval to... I mean, honestly, because this is a really important technology. It's it's really cool. And I think that him, he's a, he is the ultimate gatekeeper for angel financing. So that's someone you should definitely talk to. Um, what are some, like... How do people get involved in Fisket? Like, you have this volunteer team that's been building stuff. Do you need more people on the team? And then do you need more users? Like, what what are you looking for?
1: Yeah, so we definitely are looking for more folks on the team. Um, We've got plenty of equity. I'm a solo founder. So, you know, take some company. But, you know, our test is do you care enough to do this? you got to really care about this problem it's not enough to show up and just throw some code but we're absolutely looking for smart people who care about this issue and this is in many ways kind of a meta issue it's very hard to address the underlying issues like climate change if literally there's misinformation shooting all through um through the world so so we're definitely looking for um for new members of the team we're definitely looking for i don't know if i can say this but uh the, uh, the financial piece, um, yeah, totally. I'm not, yeah. I don't know if this is Reg D, but uh, uh, ah. we'll see. We'll cut that part out yeah. if, uh, if I violated yeah. Reg D. But yeah, so, so we have built at this point everything you can build with no money, right? Um, to do more, we're going to need uh, financial partners to get this big. So one thing I'll, I'll note is that so strategically for the system to blow up, you need mass, so, so that's what we're looking at right now. Our partners who can kind of deliver mass audience onto a single uh, article. So we are actually tomorrow, um, partnering with the, I think 3.2 million member American Federation of Teachers wow, to have them awesome. grade the debate after that it's is over. So, smart. so we're going to throw up the. They are going to throw Fisket in an iframe onto their site. They're going to push their members to uh, the debate transcript and have them just go through and be like. Run on sentence.
0: <laughs> well, also, yeah, or just, this, you know, the asshole comment. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, but, so the, the important strategic thing is because Fiskit has a definite network effect, right? Yeah. So the flip side of being in, having a network effect is a cold start problem. Yeah. So the way to break through a cold start problem is well, there's a strategy called come for the tool, stay for the network. So uh, you got to make it useful for kind of one-off stuff for people, and then you do that over and over, and eventually you get your network. So we are looking for publisher partners who want to use this to say, hey, let's do an event, let's all talk about this speech or whatever, and put that in front of their audience. They have audience, and they're looking for ways to engage their audience. And the numbers on this are that people who just read the comments uh, in the middle of an article spend 4x longer on a web page, and the people who bother to actually click in and write spend 10x longer. Time on page. So there's
0: a monetary incentive for the so big the, publishers. Exactly. So yeah. there's
1: there's a monetary
0: reward if they can
1: create inline engagement that is actually worth their That's their readers' time. Super smart. So um, the other thing we're doing is, unlike many startups, and I know this is not popular anymore, we actually have a business model. Um, <laughs> so um, so we are in the next kind of week or two, probably two, going to be releasing a paid version of Fiskit for organizations. Oh, so we're going to go to the Sierra Club or the American Federation of Teachers and let them, under their brand, go through and write line by line commentary on some New York Times article that is trending, and it lets them inject themselves into the narrative. And by the way, they can also fact check it, but they can also send it to their hundreds of thousands of readers. They get a point one percent, you know, adoption rate, and then boom, they've got. 2,000 comments on this New York Times article, and then our system crunches the numbers and finds the patterns and shows what's valid Critiques of And the New article.
0: York Times likes it because that's a major trending article all of a sudden, and it's got weight, tons of time on site. And exactly. That's really smart how you built the capitalism inside, it, like the monetary incentive to do that. Yeah,
1: and it's, I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, oh. we're going to be charging 200 bucks a month, so a lot of people are like, oh, then ah, you're. You know,
0: WordPress is, that's what WordPress does. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know. And, so and it's a huge, huge, huge so thing. This is,
1: so we have short, medium, and long term yeah. uh, kind of financial plans for, for Fisket because what we're doing is. Truly a paradigm shift of capturing the what's called cognitive surplus of all the people yeah. all around the world who are already reading the articles, they're already thinking and having reactions to them. We're just and they're just leaving that on the table. So we're just capturing that feedback, which is extremely valuable. So now with that data set down the road, we can do all kinds of amazing and productive things. And our our thesis is: we want to give back to the readers either new insights or new capabilities yeah. they didn't have before. Yeah. So,
0: dude, but, John, you're—it's really cool. You're building something. Amazing. Thanks. I, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Okay, so we need to—we need to get some money raised, and yep. we need more publishers, basically.
1: Yeah, publishers are good. Um, also, organizations. So, you know, we want to get—we want to have Chevron on there. And the Sierra Club yeah. shooting at each other, you yeah. know, on the platform, and, and then co- the platform a... does its job and figures yeah. out which one of them's right. Yeah. So we, we want kind of have the umpire calling wow. balls and strikes. It's amazing.
0: All right, we're going to wrap it up here, but can you tell everyone that can, where they can find Fisket, how they can get a hold of you, if they're a big publisher or you someone bet. wants So
1: Fisket is live now at Fisket.com, F-I-S-K-K-I-T.com. They can reach out to us uh, on Facebook and Twitter. We're easily findable, and you can also just shoot us an email at contact at Fisket, and you'll... It'll get to us. Actually, you guys can just shoot me an email. I'm John at Fisket. I have a super stealthy uh, <laughs> email
0: address. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Amazing idea. I can't Thanks, wait man. for this to be rolled out. And the, the comments on the comments were with that filter of like the no asshole filter. Is, I want to do it like, so bad. I can, cannot It'll tell make you. everyone so much happier. It's, it's amazing. Nobody.
1: So, so unless and until you have people are like, well, why won't Facebook do this? Why won't Twitter do this? they can't do that unless they become us like unless your entire back end is designed and broken down into structured data at sentence level granularity you can't do this
0: it's also just like they're not going to deal with the problem until they have until there's until the society or users see there's, a, there's another option there's a lot option. of people yeah. who think
1: they're there right now and twitter in particular mm-hmm. i mean twitter had the Leslie jones thing blow up you know right when they were thinking about setting themselves up for sale and twitter's twitter's you know, growth has plateaued, yeah. and a lot of it is because normal people are like, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, if you can make it productive for people, if you can make sure that readers get something out of it, that it's respectful of their time, they don't have to wade through a bunch of crap. I think people do, people do want to engage in discussions, right? Whenever you get them drunk at a bar, <laughs> they start talking about <laughs> politics with their buddies. Like, people have valuable thoughts, and they want to talk to people about the stuff that's important in the yeah. world. But they just there isn't a tool right now that's yeah. a good
0: fit. Well, that tool was biscuit. Thank yep. you so much, John. Really Thanks, appreciate it. Okay. Take care. It. Bye.